This is the 508 Podcast, a podcast where we're crazy passionate about helping you navigate and excel into your 20s and beyond. Every month, we'll bring you candid conversations from the 508 leadership team about hot topics for those who are striving for growth. Let's listen in for this week's podcast episode. What up, 508 family? Welcome to another edition of the 508 Podcast. My name is Michael Terpak. I'm going to be your host today for this episode. We have a couple uh, familiar faces that we've had. Uh, I'm not even going to start with you guys, though. I'm going to start with a uh, special guest. Special guest. Chris Brown. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Just kidding. We have Usher with us at the studio. No. <laughs> I'm also kidding. We have Pastor <laughs> Tanea with us today. How you doing, Pastor? I'm excited to be here. He's excited to be here. We also got uh, Whitney. Whitney, Whitney, I prep cook. for every podcast. Cook. I cook. do prep for every podcast. We do. I know we do. We definitely do. We're just praying for her. We just. <laughs> and we also have uh, our other pastor, uh, Pastor Devin Joshua Fry, up, a.k.a. Eminem. Hey, what's Eminem. up, fam? I actually just realized I have a cough drop in my mouth still, so super unprofessional. But So what we're going to do is we're we'll just going to get him off the podcast. Wait, I have a question. Speaking of Eminem, should Devin absolutely bleach his hair? I did yes. actually have old photos when I was a high schooler. That was a lie. I think when I we really raise did. money for missions next year, we should do a campaign that if we raise like X amount of dollars, you bleach your hair. I like think night so of. It has to be a very high number, but I'm willing to do that. Wow. That's what that's do you think about that? I hate that I just put that online. <laughs> I hate that that just happened. Yeah. So let's make a note of that. What you do you just think about baited me is what you just freaking did. <laughs> debate. That's how it's done, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what do you think about like the, the beard? Like, could you do the beard with that the, or not? The blonde beard. The blonde beard. Is that a little bleach weird? Bleach the beard? I bleach think the beard. he can bleach the beard. You bleach your hair. You'll he be can... a nice little combo. When did I get involved in this? <laughs> I was not a part of it. We're going to put a little... <laughs> no. We're going to put a little... Mike doesn't did have imagine? a hair to bleach. <laughs> yes. Well, I, have, I could do like a little like... Grow out the little... You know like, what's so funny? Hold on, hold on. For, for our <laughs> podcast audience, I want you to look back at the last like six episodes Mike's a part of. He's had a goatee. He's oh, had acorns in his mouth as well. <laughs> that was a reference that he was like 80 pounds heavier. He's had hair before. I have had hair at the beginning. He's had a had fat hair. beard. This guy reinvents himself every other episode. Listen, Devin, Joshua. Uh, <laughs> next time you see me, I'm going to have a, uh, a bleach beard. I think it's going to be I think it's gonna be my next thing. It's going to be... It's gonna be my brand. Are it's you like trying to do? Is that your brand? Is just you reinvent yourself every single time you're so on the podcast? Here's the thing, Devin. Okay, I prep for podcasts and I reinvent my brand. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is I have notes. I was looking back at an old message you did. Remember when you preached on purpose at CY? Yes. So I actually used a little line from your message. I put it in my message for this weekend. But I saw that, and at the top of it, it goes. This is bald, beautiful, and bifocal. Do you remember that's that one? Oh, that's it. You bifocal. You brand yourself more than any other human I've, being I've ever seen. You know what? I'm a marketing guy. I'm a marketing <laughs> guy. Yeah, I do. It does work. I do. I do a lot of branding. That's why I have Pastor uh, Chris Brown next to me. He's the <laughs> new here. the new brand. Yo, you guys am. probably don't know Pastor Josh Tineo yet. Uh, I want to introduce him. So he's a brother of mine. We've been uh, we've been in a relationship what six, seven, seven years now. Years, yeah. And uh, we met. How did we meet? Was it at your conference? No. So we actually met at when Shane Lima was preaching <laughs> preaching at a that's an right. event he had. That's right. We were competing who was going to talk back the loudest. <laughs> and we never met. And that's exactly our I totally thing. remember that. Wait, I have so, a question. Did you know that you were competing or was it just... I didn't. Honestly, he yeah. won. He definitely won. I don't know. Well, once I started shouting, he gave me like the bump and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're boys. Yeah, we're boys. And uh, now Pastor Josh is one of our pastors on staff. He's our worship Woo-hoo! pastor. So awesome. And absolutely crushing it in our mm-hmm. church. And uh, it's an absolute joy to be able to work in full-time awesome. ministry together, do life together. It's been great. It's been an absolute honor. It's what, been what amazing. A, how fun has that been? 
it's been my expectations have been like surpassed it's just like awesome to be part of a ministry that not just is growing and has vision but the community aspect the mm -hmm. culture aspect is just anyone anyone can dream of so yeah. it's gold love Absolutely. it yeah. one of the things we've been uh, talking about even I was talking with Dev about this today is like you can tell what God is doing in this church by who he's sending to this church mm. and we were, we were talking about that at the leaders uh, advance we we're like it's crazy to see how many leaders God is sending mm -hmm. to our church for Absolutely. what he's about to do Absolutely. Um, how about maybe a few things family how long you've been in ministry oh yeah bit about you absolutely we can, we can so yeah you. i'm a pk i'll start off there that probably Tough. says a lot uh i'm a pk um all that means is trauma <laughs> yeah trauma a lot of trauma but, but no my parents pastor's kid for those of it you means pastor's know. kid yeah. i'm a pastor's kid i'm a third generation pastor uh i've been in full-time ministry for six years um been on staff here i'm on my fifth month let's go baby and uh i have an amazing family amazing wife three beautiful kids yes i have three kids i know i look like one myself <laughs> <laughs> but i have uh three beautiful kids uh, two girls and a boy and it's just been amazing uh my family loves it here my kids love it here every time they come in they cry at first and then they don't want to leave after so <laughs> just a circle of life but it's been great yeah Though Nuts. he has, oh, I'm so sorry to cut you off. Though he has three kids, you can tell he's a Gen Zer because of, on YouTube y'all see the split in his eyebrow. <laughs> I'm not a Gen Zer, but I love Gen Z. But Gen Z you, for but Jesus. You no, you actually are Gen Z. No, according to Google, I looked it up. According to Google, 1997 and up is Gen Listen, Z. Listen, brother, it's an attitude thing. It's an attitude <laughs> thing. Okay, I'm not talking about your age. Oh, in that case, I'm absolutely it's not Gen Z. Age. Yeah. I'm absolutely Gen Z in that case. Do you remember 9/11? Absolutely. I saw it live. How old were you? I saw it live. I was in middle. I was in middle school. First of all, you were not in middle school. Was I in elementary? You were talking about 9/11. Let's talk about spiritual warfare. Yeah, jeez. My God of mercy. All right, we should. All right, so we're very excited about today's episode. We have Pastor Stan with us today, and we're going to be talking about spiritual warfare. So I'm going to read a scripture quickly, and then we're going to define what that means. Um, but I think as leaders in the church, if you are not good at really in whatever season you're in defining or looking at your life and also looking at the things that you can't see, mm. there's things that you can see in life. There's things that you can't see. And as a pastor, sometimes it's difficult because you get attacked in ways that right. you're not used to. You can't see it. Um, so I'm going to read a, a scripture in Ephesians chapter six. And then we can hop into it. But uh, verse 10, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Bible says in verse 11, Put on the whole armor of God that mm -hmm. you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. I'd like to talk more about that. Absolutely. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Mm -hmm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as for shoes and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Mm -hmm. Verse 16. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take on the helmet of salvation mm. and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18, praying at all times in the spirit and with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication <coughs> for all the saints. 
So obviously that's a mouthful and we can kind of break it down piece by piece, but I'd love for Pastor Devin to give us a little bit of a definition of spiritual warfare and what that looks like for us. So first and foremost, um, I gave a message recently uh, and one of the things that I was highlighting was it's very dangerous when you misdiagnose a problem. Mm. Um, So for a doctor, if you're going to give a prescription, you need to know what the problem is and how dangerous it would be if you gave a prescription to a problem you actually don't have. Now you have more problems. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to know all of us are going through one of these four is what I've highlighted. Not an exhaustive list necessarily, but I think it's important to note what kind of problem you're going through and facing. So you have internal struggles. This would be things like anxiety. This would be, uh, you know, kind of depression. These, these internal struggles, you have external pains. This would be like, uh, you know, all of a sudden an unforeseen bill came into play or you just got external stress because of a lot of responsibility in a season. You have growing pains. Now, this is a good kind of stress because you're growing and your shoulders need to take on some more weight or you have a spiritual attack. And that's mm. what we want to talk about today mm. is spiritual attacks. Now, I think it's important to note um, you don't want to diagnose something as a demon if it was just a decision so true (laughs) some of us will do that or we'll say oh this is the devil attacking me no it's because you had a stupid decision you made but equally as important is some things are not decisions some things are a result of demons Hmm. some things are a result of principalities assigned to your life or regions you're a part of and the devil is after you especially if you call yourself a believer because he became a factor now yep so um that's important to note. You have internal struggles, external problems, you have growing pains, or you have a spiritual attack. Now, let me identify and define spiritual warfare or spiritual attacks. Now, all these words are very uh, thought out, so I want you to note this, okay? So, for our team, I want you to edit on the lower thirds. Spiritual warfare is the acknowledgement that we are in a spiritual war. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, beyond the life that you see is a life that you don't see but you experience regularly. Yep. So you are in a spiritual war. So it's the acknowledgement that there is a realm that is outside of the one you currently see with the naked. You, you can't see with the naked eye. Yes. So you, it's the acknowledgement that we're in a spiritual war and it is the recognition that we have an enemy and an army that mm. opposes our creator and our calling. Mm. I'll say it again. The recognition that we have an enemy, the devil, and he has an army. So the devil is not omnipresent. Hmm. nor is he omniscient. So he has jurisdiction and authorities, rulers, principalities, as the text in Ephesians says, it talks about we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against Mm -hmm. the rulers, against the authorities and the cosmic powers over this present darkness and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places, which means that the devil has an army that he has selected and put over certain regions, put over certain people and given them certain assignments. So we have an enemy and he has an army and they are directly opposed to it's our good, creator, yeah. which is our God, and our calling. And so you have an enemy that is after your calling. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important well, to note, you don't just have a wrestling match against the world or against the flesh, but you actually have an enemy as well. And here's my last thought, and I'll open it up. But <clears throat> if Hollywood believes in spiritual warfare, when is the church going to? Mm. Hollywood believes in spiritual warfare. Hollywood believes in demons. Hollywood believes in exorcisms. Mm. Hollywood believes in these spiritual forces. And I see a lot of churches don't even. Mm. 
Mm. And so we have to recognize that we have an enemy that we are fighting. And if you don't recognize you have an enemy, you're in a lot of you're in a lot of trouble right now. Mm-hmm. So I want to open it up. Um, where do you want to go from here? How do you want to do it? Uh, I was as you were speaking, I was like, I remember. So this past week, I got in a car accident, and a lot of times it's very easy when I, I think a lot of people over spiritualize just about everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, mm-hmm. I got in I got in an accident <coughs> because the devil is after me, and et cetera, et cetera. It's funny is like as I was praying about it, I didn't feel like I got an accident because I was under a spiritual attack. But what I did right after that happened, all of my thoughts went wild. Mm. It was like, ah, devil right there. Exactly. It was like it wasn't even that. It was like there was literally a truck that came out and then we hit a car. <laughs> it wasn't like the devil didn't stand in the back. He's like, hey, man, that was me, bro. But what I did the devil see pulled the e-brake. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He didn't do that. But right after that, no, the even, truth was Mike was looking at Lada and he was just like, exactly. oh, no, <laughs> hello. Yep. I looked right over and I was like, we good, man? <laughs> She's like, nah. <laughs> but I saw for me, it was like right after that happened, I felt I felt even like as a man, I was like, man, like even I didn't even like I, I brought us into a situation where I wasn't uh, protecting my girlfriend. Like even after that, I was like, we're just, just going to bypass the fact that like. We did it after 40, 45 freaking episodes. We made it, baby. Relation tips. Thank you. I I rewatched your episodes and I came to myself. Thank you very much. We have been praying, prophesying, fasting, fasting, casting out devils so that this moment could happen. And our podcast listeners have been there for it all. Yes, you've been there since the beginning. I need the comment section to just be flooded right now. So happy for you, Mike. Relation tips. Thank you. The first thing I did with my girlfriend was getting in an accident so thank you so much wow uh, but yes thank you is that are you good with that do you feel good i just I, we you couldn't bypass that. that moment i had yeah, to we do could it. all see it welling up in Devin. yeah he's like, oh. <laughs> he looks at, he looks at my girlfriend i go like this all right do you remember what you're talking about i'm sorry i, didn't I certainly do because i was in a car accident thank you Devin. uh it was a very traumatic experience for me after the car accident happened i felt i felt spiritual attack after that yeah. and it was in my thoughts it was discouragement as me as a man. It was you put you you put yourself in that. Even in my relationship with uh, a, a, one of my best friends, I was like, man, I I just I was like, man, like this is gonna affect our relationship. And I'm the godfather of his daughter. Like, how is that gonna affect it? It was like that part of stuff on the back end of something that wasn't. I don't think it was from the devil. I don't think that the devil put it on my foot and I just I missed it up and hit something. But I did know on the back end of that, I had my thoughts were we're going crazy. Mm. So what I would like to do as uh, I think it'd speak more than even just teaching is we can teach a little bit, but I think it'd be helpful for our audience. Like, what has it been like for you guys? Um, All of us operate in a pastoral role to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. Um, Whitney is uh, over our CY. Pastor Devin is uh, a lot of different things at this point, but TC, um, which is our Tri-County campus and um, also the 508 and then Pastor Taneo uh, with worship and really leading in all areas of our church right now in terms yeah. of leadership. Yeah. So what does that look like? What are some experiences that you guys have had and some testimony with that? Yeah, I can start. I think um, especially when I came to Mass and started in this new position, take took on a much different mantle, a much different level of authority. Um, and when you have authority in the natural, especially in this world you got authority and supernatural as well Mm -hmm. um and so i realized very quickly um how much my health Mm. was connected to spiritual warfare 
Um, I think often um, when I knew less and my theology wasn't necessarily ironed out, I blame the devil on everything. Like, I had a bad day. Oh, the devil's attacking exactly. me. He's so scared of me. No, he is afraid of me. And he is afraid of you and the calling of God on your life. But I think often the thing that I've learned right now is that when I'm healthy, I'm combative. Mm-hmm. Mm, and on. when I'm unhealthy, I'm really susceptible. Like when those attacks come in, like something happens, I just have a lot going on. I have a stressful day. The most insane I've ever experienced this was really right when we were launching our new student ministry. I had a day when I was the mo- like flooded with insecurity, flooded with this idea of unworthiness. My gospel was getting backwards. Like really thought that I had messed everything up, that connect made the wrong decision choosing to hire me all this Mm. stuff real genuine like attack of insecurity from the enemy deception and i had to learn not only how to claim my supernatural authority but how to keep myself healthy enough so that i can recognize an attack as an attack and be equipped to fight back Mm -hmm. Mm. so that's how those two things are connected to me and um yeah i don't know is that what you're looking for yeah yeah Yeah. that's good i feel like it's also important to know that many times the enemy doesn't cause anything, but he will use yeah. everything. And once we recognize, it's good. While you're over here asking for examples, um, I think it's important to realize that many times the spiritual attack we may feel in our lives is not him, but it's something that he will now use. Mm-hmm. So we have to watch to see um, how much authority, the leash, how much access we're giving to the enemy. Um, over the situations in life that are just happening naturally, normally. And let's say um, if I get into an argument with my wife on a Sunday and I have to lead worship that day or I have to preach that day, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the devil is after my marriage, but the same is true that the devil is after my marriage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he can use a potential argument to completely dismantle the word that I'm supposed to release that day or the activity and the assignment that I have. So I think it's very important for everyone to note Um that the enemy is going to use what you allow him to use. Mm-hmm. So don't give him position, don't give him influence to be able to decide what something was a normality to turn into a spiritual attack. So I think it's very important for us to be aware of that yeah. going into it. I was, uh, actually, we, we had our pastors, our lead pastors in the studio just a few minutes ago. And one of the things that I was thinking through, uh, I remember when I first got saved, almost the exact time period of me going to church, somebody in my family got diagnosed with uh, bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. Wow. And I, is that a spiritual attack? I don't know. I can't, I can't see it in the spirit. But for me, I was like, it was just weird. It was weird timing for me. I'm like, wow, like the moment that I gave my life to Christ, I started being in the church. And even when I started going um, (coughs) back to my uh, house, like with my mom and dad and with uh, and influencing them for good and bringing them to church. It's like, I saw that when I was taking steps for the kingdom, there was always a step back against me. It was like I was moving forward, but then there was like a push. And sometimes I feel like, and maybe you're a pastor, listen to this, or you're somebody who maybe you're newer to church and you're starting to do good and you're starting to serve and you're starting to lead at a high capacity and you're confused because you've been feeling um, a little bit more depressed. I remember being at uh, a leader's advance. One of the first ones that we had, um, we were at that time in the ministry, um, we were in a lot different place. We were struggling in a lot of ways and we were rebuilding and regrowing. I remember specifically, and even at that time I was getting to know God's voice. And I remember hearing the word suicide in my heart. 
as if somebody in the room was, was struggling with that. And I remember uh, bringing that to the attention of everyone and then praying specifically against that spirit. And then there was um, months and months later, there was a woman who had come up to me and she said, I didn't say anything to you that day. I haven't said anything to you for probably six to eight months. Um, but she's like, you have no idea. Like she started to go into ministry and do this and that. And she was, God was really using her. And she's like, I couldn't put my finger on why I was feeling the way I was feeling, why I wanted to give up, why I was having suicidal thoughts. She's like, it wasn't like me. It wasn't me. Mm -hmm. And then we prayed against that spirit. She said that day, since that day, everything changed. She's like, I didn't have those thoughts anymore. So a lot of times it's like, we beat ourselves up. We think it is us. And that's when you can know and you can identify there's something that is unseen that is attacking you. Mm. So for some of you that are listening, not all of you, for some of you, there's something specific that is unseen that you're struggling with. And I want you to know that God has um, even a person that he's going to bring into your life. And he has even the word of God. We can read it and get to the place where we don't need to continue to be under attack. Mm. Um, Pastor Devin, I'd love to hear a little bit. Uh, obviously, your family has been. Uh, we just did a episode on longevity. If you haven't seen it, we just did a fatherless episode, an episode on longevity. Go um, you have to see, especially the, uh, the fatherless one was absolutely incredible. If you uh, didn't grow up with a father and you need um, a perspective of a mother, a motherly and fatherly voice, go back and watch absolutely. that episode. Um, but you guys have been, uh, especially in the longevity episode, you guys have been in ministry for them almost three decades. You just passed your decade. So what are some of the experiences that you've had as a pastor in terms of spiritual warfare, what you guys have gone through and stuff like that? Yeah, um, there's a scripture in my head. I can't remember the reference right now, but it talks about how we are not unaware of the devil's schemes, mm. which means that um, he has not reinvented himself. He, he's very mm -hmm. uh, predictable in mm -hmm. his patterns. Of Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so we know, based off the scripture of who he is, we know he's a thief. That's that's mm -hmm. communicated multiple times. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So not only does it say he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but the first thing he said was, he's a thief. So he's mm -hmm. a stealer. So mm -hmm. twice it's communicating he's a thief, he's a stealer. So what does he steal a lot of times? He steals people's identity, he steals their joy. So I think it's so important to recognize who we're up against mm -hmm. and what are his patterns. So we also know that he's the father of lies. Mm -hmm. And so he literally cannot help himself, but he does not speak truth. That is against who he is. Right. He speaks lies. So I think the biggest pattern that I would see is what you were referencing in your story earlier, which is it's not so much the events that take place in life, although I do think he orchestrates events. We see that in Job's story. I think it's more what happens after the events and the thoughts that he mm -hmm. whispers in people's lives. Yep. And so a lie believed is truth mm. to a lot of people. That's good. Um, just for, for reference, I literally just had pulled that scripture up. That's John 8, 44 and 45. Um, if you want to just have a reference and more of like a starting point for how can you identify when the, we've been using this phrase, the enemy, the devil is at work in your life. Um, if there are lies that have been penetrating your thought life in a way that feels like you've kind of lost control over what thoughts are allowed to meditate that you're allowed to meditate on in your mind um to me that's the first moment like red flag <laughs> there's some spiritual warfare at play here regardless of my circumstances when those lies have started to penetrate i know i've got a battle against the father of lies here i think it's so important you have to know and recognize like 
when you don't have a thought that is your thought. Yes. Right. So good. I think that's where the devil really attacks the most is mm-hmm. it's like, true. I'm not a suicidal person. I've never had a suicidal thought in my exactly. life. And all of a sudden I'm talking about driving into this, 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 mm-hmm. this pole. You have to recognize when a thought is implanted and it is not your thought. Right. So that, that'd be one. I, I'd say that's one identifier that you're under spiritual attack. An- yep. Another one would just be um, just exhaustion. I think physicality and you were saying like your health is directly tied to your spiritual health a lot of mm-hmm. times. Um, but just exhaustion of the soul. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to describe it verbally the best, but you know when it's something deeper than physical exhaustion is mm-hmm. you can come back from a vacation and you're still dog tired. Exhaustion of the soul. That's that's when you know you're under spiritual attack. And then I would say like loss of appetite, loss of loss mm. of a spiritual appetite. Yep. Right. Um. I know I'm physically ill when I don't want to eat, and like if you know me, I eat like a garbage disposal. <laughs> okay. Um. But I know I'm really sick, and it's not just in my head. I know I'm really sick when I don't even care to eat. Mm. And when you lose your good. appetite for the things of God, I'm telling you, Come you on. you have to recognize you're under spiritual attack. Come on. I don't feel like praying. You're under spiritual attack. I, I don't. Scroll. I don't exactly. Wow. I don't want to open the word. And I don't get much out of it. You are under spiritual attack. That is a huge indicator that the devil is after you. Yep. It's really good, Deb. Yeah, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give a couple specific. Actually, I want to read two scriptures first. Um, something Dev mentioned. Second Corinthians two eleven. Um, it's probably B, but it says, "In order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not <laughs> unaware of his schemes. We are not unaware of his schemes." Um, another thing that Dev mentioned, John chapter ten, verse twenty-seven. The Bible says, "My sheep." In different translations, it says, "Listen, hear, or know mm. my voice." My sheep know my voice. Mm-hmm. I know them, and they follow me. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple specific weapons that the enemy will use, and then we're going to transition a little bit to the solution. So right now we're in the problem. We're going to go to the solution in a second. Uh, Here's a couple weapons that the enemy is going to use. Discouragement, which uh, Pastor Devin, literally uh, our tech at... uh, at our campus was not working and he just preached an incredible message on that. So that means a loss of confidence or enthusiasm. That, that to me is just what I was saying is the exhaustion of the soul. That's discouragement. Yeah. Is, your, is your soul is sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we're like with like preachers and pastors. It's like the moment after you preach, it's oh like your God. thoughts, oh such yeah. a vulnerable moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, vulnerable. your thoughts, uh, this past Wednesday, you've been there like, before. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? I'm there now. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this is, this yeah. is my moment. Like, absolutely. He's yeah. like, no, for sure. Um, after this Wednesday with the kids, it was like the moment I stopped preaching, it was like, no, no, no. That was like that. The whole thing wasn't from God. No, none of, they didn't even need to hear it. And I was just like, on my drive home, I'm like, can I just like <laughs> relax? So that's something <laughs> the enemy will, the enemy's voice will try to discourage you. Another one is deception. Um, a lot of times this is, I, I like, it's like internal. It's like, he's trying to like tell you that you're not like, you're not a man or woman of God, or yeah. maybe you shouldn't even be in the church the way that you are. Like, Ooh, you just give me an idea. The, the deception piece of whenever you say an I am statement, mm-hmm. be very careful with what follows. Absolutely. And you can oftentimes tell the attacks of the enemy based on what follows. Yep. I am struggling, but I'm, but God's grace is sufficient. You know, Come that's, on. that's, that's, you know, you're being influenced by the spirit of God yeah. or I'm an idiot. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm such a, I always do this. Oh my God. That is bombarding your identity. Yeah. And it's really a vote. 
you are in agreement with the enemy and it's really a vote on your identity. Wow. Yeah. You're basically saying, I'm in agreement. I'm verbalizing it and saying it out. If you haven't read this book before, it's called The Screw Tape Letters. Oh my it gosh. It talks about so how your words are actually training the enemy. Yep. Mm. Um, I, I have a idea in my sermon notes. Uh, you, you guys have ever seen that movie, uh, How to Train a Dragon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a young kid's animated movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a sermon one day I'll, I'll write and, and record How to Train a Demon. <laughs> oh. The way you do that Come is on, with Dad. your words. Come on. The way you do that is with your words. My God. Is because of identity statements you're saying, uh, the, the enemy is literally up in heaven and just writing this down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So they do have a struggle with this. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. they're, mm-hmm. they're not omniscient. They're not omnipresent. They're, omni- mm-hmm. they're not omnipotent. And so they ha- they are trained by your words. You Correct. train angels or demons with your wow. words. Mm. So be very careful with what you say. Yeah, that's, that's yeah definitely I, one I was just talking to someone about that recently when they felt discouraged, they felt tired. And I was like, be very careful with what you say next. Because mm. when you're at your most tired, your mind, the soil of your mind becomes the most ripe. Mm. So that's every true. time you so good. speak something Absolutely. that's a yeah. seed... So if you're speaking something negative about yourself, you're putting it in good soil that regardless of what it is, is going to thrive in that soil. So good. So you have to realize that when you're in that moment of tiredness, weariness, and just discouragement at times, your mind is just ready for seed. So you either throw positive mind and say, no weapon formed against me will prosper. That's a seed planted in good soil. So you have to just track, all right, what seed am I going to place on this fertile soil? So good. Because it becomes the most fertile in those Because you're agreeing with the word at that time. So you come into agreement with the word. I I think the backside of that that has to be married with this is that doesn't mean you deny reality. Correct. Right. Because there's some... Um, theological camps and schools of thought that I just I cannot begin to describe how frustrated I get when people just fake it when they call themselves faithing it like you're not faithing yeah. it you're you're faking this thing right. of just you know God is faithful and he is faithful but you're allowed to say mm-hmm. I'm struggling right now yeah but you say I'm struggling you, I, you don't make an identity statement that I am depressed or I am right. anxious yeah. or my anxiety. It's not some pet preach, you preach. keep. Yeah, that's good. But you can say, I'm struggling with anxiety, mm-hmm. but God is good and yeah. he is my redeemer. He is my rock. Correct. The righteous run to him and he, they are safe. Yes. You 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 come into agreement. Re- reality, but faith comes right after reality. Good. So that's good. good. Yeah. So we had discouragement was the first weapon. Deception was the second. This is not an exhaustive list. There's plenty of weapons that he uses. This is some things that'll be helpful. Third one is deceit. Going back to uh, one of the scriptures that <coughs> Pastor Devin mentioned in John eight forty four, uh, it says, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding the truth for there is no truth in him. Mm-hmm. When he lies, he speaks his native language mm-hmm. because he is the father of lies. He cannot speak truth. He will never speak truth. And then he's going to deceive you to think that to your point, like that internal dialogue. Mm-hmm. One thing as you were speaking, I was like, yeah, we get tired, but the real question is like, do we have a Sabbath? Because mm-hmm. I think we would do a lot better if we, mm-hmm. like those for me, I saw in my own life recently, I actually was um, talking with Pastor Devin about a few things. It was like, I had too much on my plate personally. And I started to see that my internal dialogue consistently was a little bit worse than it usually is. Yeah. And then I was like, well, the reality is, is that I'm not really getting the Sabbath the way that I need to. So how am I going to fight? And then the second, we're going to talk about the weapons we can use. It's like, how can I fight? I don't yeah. even have the strength to lift up the weapon that God yeah. wants me to lift, mm. to lift up. Yeah. And then I'm sleeping in. So will I 
I'll fight. Come on, yeah. Josh. Yeah. I'll fight on my knees. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah, do the runs. If someone runs in this episode, you'll so hear. So good, Mike. Josh is like the singer. <laughs> I think that's like exactly what I was saying when we started. Is I feel that so real for myself. Mm. Is when I'm healthy, when I have a Sabbath. Yeah. Even silly things. When I'm when I'm telling the truth to my accountability people, when I'm letting my pastors in and help guide my life, when I'm letting <coughs> people see my blind spots, when I'm sleeping well, when I'm not yeah. eating McDonald's three times a week, like when yeah. my mind, body, and spirit are healthy. That, Chick-fil-A three times a week is okay though. Or God's yeah. chicken, of it's course. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, but when I'm when I am healthy, I'm so much more equipped to yep. fight against that That's deceit good. and Absolutely. that deception. Yeah. So you're saying you fight spiritual warfare with spiritual things, but also being healthy naturally. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That's good. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I think it's a really it's really easy for us um, to relinquish the responsibility we have mm-hmm. in life with different things that are very practical. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we'll combat this message by saying there are a lot of practical things that you can do. For example, like eating healthy or going to the gym or reading your Bible and a lot of really practical, easy things that you can do to combat a lot of spiritual attack that would happen in your mind because you're tired. I would even say there's this scripture that probably no one has thought to connect it to this, but there's a scripture that says, don't be unequally yoked. Mm -hmm. And we immediately attach that to rightfully so that of marriage, that of couples and relationships. But in reality, that should be also interlocked and intertwined with the physical and the spiritual. Don't be unequally yoked in the sense where your physical body, your training, and your spiritual body, mm. you're doing nothing. Mm. Because you need to it's make sure good. that in the same way, vice versa, <laughs> you need to make sure that your physical body is not competing against your spiritual one in a negative manner. You don't want it to be counterintuitive or counterproductive where um, in your spiritual life you're growing, but your physical life you're, you're dying and you're not caring about your, your health. So we should make sure that That's we are not good. unequally yoked both are receiving proper investment and proper care to make sure that you are holistically healthy. It's very good. If you want some more um, on that topic, I would really encourage you to go on our YouTube and watch the Vision Sunday from September 11th. Pastor Derek talked all about this topic, Mm -hmm. how to get stronger spiritually this year, and that would be an incredible resource to you. So I just want to put that in there. Good job. Yeah, so we just talked through um, some specifics of the problem. Let's give us, let's give them a few weapons that we can use. (laughs) Um, So I'll kind of list them a little bit. We can kind of just spitfire back and forth of some things, but... Um, the first weapon that we can use against spiritual warfare, if you feel like you're under attack, use some of these. The first one is declaration. Come on. Our pastor literally, to your point, when he just did a whole message on speak this, he's really like, did. speak to yourself. Speak to yourself. Speak to yourself. Um, I, I wrote down, you must declare God's truth over yourself consistently. Yep. And you do this with your kids, mm-hmm. Pastor Devin. Um, I think that there's a lot of things that we can do. Any quick notes on that before we move forward? Yeah, just, yeah real quick. Yeah, oh, go sorry, ahead. go ahead. Just Psalm 118. I have hidden your word in Ooh, my, my heart. heart. Mm. Like, yeah. man, the best advice that Mama Fry ever gave me. I mean, she's given me a lot of good advice. That woman's changed my life. But Whitney, if you're not memorizing scripture, you are fighting blind. Mm. Like, wow. man, hide the That's Lord's good. word in your heart because it is it is the by far the best weapon you have. And if you don't know how to retrieve it, it's like if you mm. need to reload, but you don't know where the ammo is. 
That's good. It's going to take a minute, That's you know? Good. Absolutely. It's mm-hmm. good. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to fast forward to number three then from what you just said. So number three was doctrine. That's another weapon mm-hmm. that you can use. Yep. Uh, knowing what the word says. So like you just mm-hmm. said, Whitney, is like you need to memorize scripture. Not only memorize scripture, you need to write down something that you can declare over yourself so that you can start to think a little bit clearer. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, the second weapon we can use is discernment. Um, I love this one because I think this is where the enemy will attack me the most in many circumstances where I will spend a lot of intentional time hearing from God. And it's the Bible says in John uh, 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice or listen or know my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is from God? What is from the enemy? It's like, like you said, what God is not going to say, you need to run into that tree. It's like there are specific thoughts that the enemy is going to plant into your mind that you need to combat with. And if you're not, um, like you said, with memorizing scripture, how are you going to uh, combat it? Any other thoughts on those two? Yeah, I would say um, in order to do that or in order to know that, I think one of the weapons that we can use against the enemy is literally awareness, just mm-hmm. awareness, because you do need to know this is a fixed fight. Hmm. We're, we're not walking for or fighting for victory. We're fighting from it. We're fighting from victory. And once you have that awareness, you're going to start understanding the nature of God. Many of us settle for just getting to know the church of God, but not the character of God. Mm-hmm. Once we get to know his character, we'll know that we cannot be defeated if we're doing the proper <coughs> things or putting on the proper things, which I think mm-hmm. is a perfect segue um, for weapons is just Ephesians 6. Mm-hmm. Just recognizing all that God has Uh, provided for us to go into this battle and win like he would not send you into a fight that you have the potential to lose Mm -hmm. that's one thing you have to know god will never send you into a suicide mission if he's going to send you into an assignment is for the purpose of victory that's that's your genetic makeup you are made in his image and his likeness so victory is who you are is not something you partake in it's who you are because you are connected to the Father. But we also have to understand in Ephesians 6, it gives us those specific tools. Why does God give us armor? Armor is only relevant in the context of battle. Mm -hmm. So if you're not aware of the battle, if you're not aware of the attacks, then you're just gonna be unprepared right from the beginning. And you were talking about how the word is a weapon. Um, If we look at the whole arsenal of the believer in the armor of God, everything is a defense tool except the sword. Mm. And the sword is the word of God. Mm-hmm. So literally there's only one weapon from this arsenal that he provided us, which is his word. So if you're not familiar with his word, put hiding those word in his heart, in your heart, it's very good. you're going to be going into battle to play defense, mm-hmm. but not offense. Mm-hmm. So I'm not satisfied with just wearing the armor, but That's not good. knowing my word, because mm-hmm. then I'll be able to, I'm going to live my life defending and retreating, but never advancing and fighting. It's good. Very it's good. good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. The first one, more, can, I, can I say something on declaration? Cause we, uh, went, oh yeah. Went past it real quick. Um, one of the things is uh, scripture says let the redeemed of the Lord say something just, yeah. y- y- be careful there's something about letting go of your voice or mm-hmm. finding your voice really mm-hmm. in that uh, I think it's important to know you, you fight spiritual things with spiritual things mm-hmm. correct um, so we're, we're firm believers of praying the spirit yep. so y- you need to learn how to do that uh, especially if you've been a, you've been on the journey of being a believer you need to believe you need to learn and practice this muscle of praying in the spirit, or we say tongues. Now, some of you guys are probably thinking, what in the world? Hmm. Uh, that's that kind of trip. We are, absolutely. We believe in the full counsel oh, of God. Yeah. And when it comes to scripture, if you find a revelation, it, it talks about how it edifies your own body. Correct. And so one of the ways for discernment mm-hmm. that I view um, 
praying in the spirit is it's literally like the old school radios where you're tuning in and you just finally find that frequency and then you can hear God clearly yeah. mm-hmm. and you can see the devil clearly as well. Yep. Praying in the spirit is one of the greatest weapons when it comes to spiritual warfare and also spiritual protection. Um, it's also a, it's an offensive weapon. Oh, yes. And so it, it builds your inner man up. It builds your spirit up. And I'm just telling you, I know it might sound weird to some people. Or you might be unfamiliar with this, but this is one of the greatest weapons in the believer's arsenal. Mm. It's praying in the spirit. It's good. Absolutely. It's really good. Uh, first weapon is declaration. You must declare God's truth over yourself consistently. Discernment. What is the enemy? What is from the enemy? What is from God? Uh, the third one is doctrine. <clears throat> knowing what the word says, but also knowing what the word means. It's very, so very important. Good. That's a word. <laughs> Uh, number four, we don't have to go into this. I actually want to shift a little bit um, with a message you preached on um, discouragement. But the fourth, the fourth uh, weapon we can use is discipline, mm-hmm. um, leveraging self-control to combat the attacks of the enemy. The Bible says in James chapter four, verse seven, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Amen. Um, I think we're, we're at the point where I think we're going to transition out. Um, Pastor Devin, I'd love to hear a little bit about um, what God has been speaking to you, uh, Pastor Derek just preached in the scripture you you preached in. Um, I think that was confirmation for what was supposed to happen at Tri County <laughs> recently. Um, and as we go, so I'm I'm somebody who's listening to the podcast. Maybe I'm not even uh, involved with the church, um, or I'm a pastor. And to be honest, Pastor Devin, I'm about to give up, and I I don't really want to do this anymore. Or there's that person who has been struggling with like deep despair. Mm-hmm. Um, they grew up fatherless. They saw the fatherless episode and they didn't know what the next step was. And there's a lot of spiritual attack that's coming against um, our listeners. So specifically with discouragement and anybody who might have um, suicidal thoughts or thoughts that they're not understanding, um, what can we do to combat that? And what can we do that from, from our end? Um, I feel like that's a great question to summarize the whole conversation we've had thus far. So I, I'll give mm-hmm. you probably three steps. Um, the first would be recognize that you are in a spiritual battle. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. talked about it this whole episode, but maybe it's really not just a generational thing or a circumstantial thing. It's very likely a spiritual thing, especially when it has to do with your identity yep. or your life. And so recognize that you're in a spiritual attack a spiritual war and you need to fight with the proper weapons mm-hmm. that we've highlighted thus far doctrine you know uh, uh, certain disciplines uh, discernment mm-hmm. so recognize you're in a spiritual war number one uh, number two reject the lies of the devil come on yeah like recognize when you're under attack and what he is saying here's something that I uh, I believe in fully is the principle of repetition um, so the devil is not creative. We we re- we recognize the uh, we are not unaware of his schemes as Second Corinthians talks about. So he's not creative. He's repetitive. Mm. Yep. And so he'll speak the same thing over and over That's and over true. and over again until eventually a lie is believed as truth and it mm-hmm. becomes an identity to so many people. So he's repetitive, not creative. He he doesn't come up with new concepts or new ideas. He attacks the same way, but he is repetitive. Mm. And so recognize that, which is why you have to do the exact opposite and reverse engineer. So be repetitive about getting the word in you. Pastor Craig uh, Groeschel put this in his book, uh, Winning the War in Your Mind, mm. which is one of my favorite books on the planet. You need to, re- you we need to, you need to buy that book. Yeah, on this podcast. Um, he says, write it, think it, confess it. Yeah. Write it, think it, confess it. And you repetitively do it until you literally have a neurogenesis, a retransforming of the mind. 
and it is it is how you renew your mind. It is the constant repetition of renewing your mind. I do this with my boys every single night. We go through our affirmations as he's starting to do it now, mm-hmm. where I'm blessed, I'm handsome, I'm smart, mm-hmm. and I'm loved. I'm a follower of Jesus, and I'm a leader of men. Zion's been saying that for three years, and I'm going to mm-hmm. get it in him until he's Come like on, 45 so years old. <laughs> but all those things were crafted very strategically and intentionally, and I'm going to get it t- since he was two years old, Come since on. he could talk. And I'm going to make sure that that is not just an affirmation. That's an identity, which is why you use declaration, Mm -hmm. which is why you use verbiage, which is why you are constantly repetitive about that. So recognize you're in a spiritual war. Reject the lies of the devil. And then what would I say would be the third one? Um, I would receive the word of God and the love of God all the time. Mm. You got to just open hands and receive constantly if you're in a spiritual war you fight spiritual things with spiritual things but do not overemphasize the power of the enemy and underemphasize the power of god come on the power of god is so much more potent so much more real there was a third of the angels cast out of heaven but that means we have two-thirds of the angels still in heaven and on (laughs) our squad amen so i know you got you know i've preached this before you maybe heard this before but you know, we often say new levels, new devils. Well, I believe when you go to new levels, you get more angels at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. So do not that's underemphasize good. the power of God and stop overemphasizing the power of the enemy. Yeah, yeah that's good. good. I'm going to leave you with this thought. Uh, in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Um, I'm going to leave you with this. To fight well, you must be in community. Absolutely. Um, to fight well, you must be in community. You must have friends. We have all fought together. Yeah. Um, some of you that are watching this, you're fighting alone right now, and you're fighting through a computer screen. You need to get in community and into yourself. a local That's church. Yep. So we love you guys very much. If you guys could like, subscribe, uh, I don't know, give us a rating. Did we, can we get some ratings on Spotify? Some good ones. Like, yeah. what, I don't ask for that much. Like, can I get a Spotify rating? Any questions you have, type in in the yeah, comments. And maybe there are future episodes. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know our tagline? Do I know it? Yes. Of course Rip I know it. it. Just, Rip just, it. Just, just I definitely don't know it. I definitely don't know. That's great. What's the tagline? We love you here at the 508 Podcast. We do not fear the future. We pioneer it. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode from the 508 Podcast. If this episode helped or impacted you in any way, we would love for you to subscribe, leave us a like, rating, or review. If you have something you would like for us to talk about, we'd love for you to send it in through by leaving a comment on our YouTube channel or messaging us on Facebook or Instagram. Last thing, if you enjoy this podcast and want to see what it's like to be at an actual 508 service, we meet the very first Friday of every month and would love to host you. To find out when the next service is, visit our social media pages and search for the 508 or click the link below for all of our YouTube viewers. And until the next time, remember, we don't fear the future, we pioneer it.